You're listening to the Bizarro World of Sports, a Scarlet Rhapsody podcast. Here's some info that may come as a surprise. Sometimes we like to dance with just us guys. It's a boy dance party. It's a boy dance party. At home or erotic, just a call for brotherly unity. To dance our stress away without no womanly scrutiny. We know we don't dance good, but that's just part. Take me out to the, oh my god, openings, opening day is basically here, but for the time being, we've had games in Australia. The awesomeness that is Australia. Yep. Dodgers, your Dodgers, started the season off on the high note in the down under. Yep. Uh, Sweeping the D-bags, as we do, because Arizona sucks. That one's for you, Al. Yeah, I know a guy named Al who's into the who's into who lives in Arizona and is a huge fan of the Diamondbacks. So I have to rip on him occasionally. That's my rip. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is one of those cool things. It's games that were kind of a pain to watch out, especially in the East Coast. But you know, I watched the highlights and saw the scores, and I I approve. <laughs> I approve of of winning. Started at least on your time. Uh, was it? One in the morning and ten at night. Yeah, the second one was ten at night. Yeah. The same day? Uh, yes, I believe so, yeah. For us, it was the same day, but for them, it was two separate days apart. Yeah, the whole being half a world away kind of shifts things. But it was kind of cool, saw the highlights. It, not all of our players were uh, ready to go. I think Kemp isn't going to be playing until... Uh, uh, later this, yeah, probably some point next week. Uh, I believe it's the last I heard. I heard he would be ready in two weeks, and yeah, I heard that. Yeah, a couple days ago. Disabled list, so. Yeah, but that he'll be available fairly, fairly short out for shortly after the true start of the season. That was great when we had these two wins because if you looked at baseball standings, it was just Dodgers two and O, Diamondbacks zero and two, everyone else zero and O. Because yeah. no one else officially had a game yet. And I thought that was kind of funny. I was just seeing that and like, yes, we are the greatest of all baseball teams right now. And the Diamondbacks are the worst of all right. baseball teams right now. Dodgers has the best record in baseball and are at the top of the NL. While well, the Diamondbacks are the worst in the majors and the last place of the NL. Yeah, it was just kind of funny to see the stats like that and taking a look at when the different uh, games, you know, start for different teams. I mean, for, for real games, I mean, obviously you could still see uh, still wow. see a few early games right now. And yep. Currently, right now, the Dodgers are beating the Angels, I believe, 3-4 to four in the 7th. But it's spring training games. Doesn't matter. I haven't been to a spring training game in a long time. We used to go to those, especially if it was Dodgers versus Angels. Um, or 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 if the Giants came down to take on the Dodgers, we'd also go and see those. Yeah. But obviously, not as much of an option over here. Though I do feel bad because I kind of want to hit a game over at Fenway when I have the chance, mainly because I want to eat a Fenway Frank. Um, not not the biggest Red Sox fan, and I figure that's not that big a deal because they have trillions of fans over here. But yeah, baseball starting. Yeah, you know, like you said, this Sunday, things are getting exciting. It'll be fun to see how everything will come together 
see how all the teams play. But what were your impressions of the uh, of the Australian games? Well, what, the the things on the, the Australian games were they're they're baseball games. It's actual season baseball. It's stuff to pay attention to. Look at it. I mean, spring training gives you a look to what the team might do during the regular season. But since these are two regular season games in the midst of spring, I don't know how to weigh it. But I'd probably say the Dodgers have a, have a pretty strong uh, strong pitching rotation, you know. Yeah. The way things are going. Their lineup has definitely uh, gotten a bit better. And, and like, and, you know, as I was saying, we, just, we don't even have our entire crew going right now. Yeah. So, you know. It was nice seeing that. It really felt like they were just, at least from the clips I was watching, it just felt like it was an extension of spring training. Like, it really didn't feel like a real game. And I don't know if that's just because it was in another country or because it's so soon before the actual season starts. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not being an ungrateful person. We won two games. You know, we got to do this cool little thing in another country. But I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like baseball has officially started yet because we just are so further ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Well, let's not, let's not forget this. Though. This is the second time uh, baseball has been played in Australia. The first time was back in the early 1900s. Babe Ruth playing the uh, world tour of baseball. But the world was like, meh, this game, it's fun and all, but it looks like it's just a ripoff of cricket. <laughs> It kind of is, but it's much more uh, action packed and action packed and stat based than cricket. It is. Plus, it you is. know those sissy underhanded throws. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of strange to think that we haven't done more of this stuff. I know we've done a couple games in England and um, I think a couple other places in Europe too. Actually, if I. Yeah. Have my facts straight, but I mean, I know Australia is like way far away, but still, it seems like we would have hit there at some point. Yeah. And of course, we have uh, the World Baseball Classic too, as well. Yeah. So we have that. Uh, I just want to have a few thoughts more with the, these games that I've uh, watched. Mm-hmm. And this goes also back to observations with uh, last year as well. Um, and also throughout the off season before spring training, I've noticed a lot of uh, news concerning um, Yasiel Puig, number sixty-six of the Dodgers. Yeah. You know, being caught for doing uh, for speeding in in Miami, uh, being disrespectful to some of baseball's uh, greats, where he had to get a slap in the back of the head, figuratively or literally, or I don't know what happened in that in that uh. In that locker room, dugout, tunnel, mm-hmm. you know, being told what's what. But um, that's just, you know, in-game, you know, personal things. That's that's his thing. This is from person watching the game. I've noticed uh, Puig is a, is a big, uh, is a bit reckless. Well, it's because of his ego. Uh, yeah, that's part of that, too. Yeah, Because uh, I've noticed a lot of... But most considerably, game two, because I watched more game two than I did game one. Game one, I got highlights. Mm-hmm. Game two, more specifically, one, uh, I believe it might have been in the, because it was early on, it probably in the second or the third inning. Um, they, you see, um, there was players on 
on third and second and third, I believe. I'm, I'm trying to recall the the, the, the way the game went. Uh, he had a a base hit. It didn't go deep into the outfield. Got one run in. Um, the third base coach obviously gave signals, you know, stop advancing to mm-hmm. the, the the lead runner, which was then at the time the the runner on the second base. Yeah. Uh, usually, when usually I know most baseball players would pay attention to the third base coach because they're also watching their back as well. First base coach also lets you know too, you know, hey, you know, keep going, you got, you got, you can, you can stretch it for two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Puig tried to stretch it for two, and you know, magic of the game, we get a rundown going, and that rundown did not. Uh, did not make a run get uh, produce a run. So pretty much, is it was a wasted. Uh, it wasn't a wasted at bat because they got a run in, mm-hmm. but it was a wasted uh, base running. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna play pickle, you gotta best damn well make sure that the lead runner is not stopped at third was not given the signal to stop at third by the third base coach. Yeah. You know? It was really kind of an... It just seems like an odd circumstance. And, you know, like I said, a lot of it is his ego. He want, He thinks he's already this great champion and, you know, he's still pretty young in his career. And considering he's on a team with so many skilled players, like it just seems strange to me that someone can have so much ego when they're surrounded by so much talent. Yep. Like, true. like I know there, you know, just to put this into a secondary perspective for people, I know there's things like, uh, like Eddie Van Halen has a lot of ego, but the band's named after him. He has relatives of, he has his own relatives in the band, uh, his brother and his son. Um, you know, so I can kind of see getting the ego thing going. Like, yes, the other people in the band were talented, but, you know, it's named after his family, and he's this amazing guitar player, and okay, I can see you getting a bit of an ego. When you're surrounded by however... I'm trying to think of how... Because I'm like sitting there like, well, not entirely certain on how many total numbers the Dodgers have on uh, the roster, but you got a good probably 20 or so other players there, all of whom are, many of whom are really talented, and some of whom are big stars who've gone to the All-Star Games and stuff like that. You know, it's got to be at least a little humbling to be around those people, and yet not for Puig. Yeah. Like, I just don't get that. Like, I, you know, if, if I was at some sort of other conference with other people in my field I think I'd have a little bit of a like uh, I'm not saying like I'd feel like super inferior or anything like that but if I met you know the, the stars of my field you know or, or got to work alongside them I think it'd be humbling just because I'd be like ooh teach me stuff Mr. All-Star you know let, I want to learn more about like what's your methodology what's your way of doing this or that like I want to learn from you and instead he has this like well I'm so great I can do whatever I want and you know and he's like, like you were saying earlier, he's gotten the speeding tickets and stuff and, you know, and disrespecting, you know, some of the older players. And in baseball, you tend to carry yourself with a little bit of decorum, and he doesn't seem to care. Yeah. 
Now going on the opposite end of the spectrum and traveling down the five a few miles, uh, we have with the Angels. I mean, we've talked about him ever since we start the incarnation of this show, Mike Trout. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Um, going back, going, playing on with what you said, you know, taking the stars that are on your team, talking, getting advice from them. We go into uh, Trout. The opposite, complete opposite ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. He's actually humble. He he's you know, not to say I'm straight and uh, straight and uh, narrow. He, and, and considering how talented of a player he is, that's amazing. Yeah, he's um he's getting advice from Pujols, from Hamilton, from these you know, the the players, all these all stars, these people that are been in the limelight for such a long time yep. he's yep. learning from them on how to be how to present himself how to show himself to be uh, you know the best that he can be without being you know this sorry to say I was a pompous prick yeah he is yeah we'd be better off trading him from, but we're not going to be able to do that for a while sadly yeah well, I've mentioned this to before. I don't know if I mentioned it in the show. I know I've talked to Stan with this before. I talked with a couple of people. Um, I might have mentioned it to you before. It's like before the season, uh, when the last season ended, and when we, I heard the news about all this, uh, you know, the stuff going on, you know, speeding tickets, being all this stuff. I was like, it's not worth to keep uh, a risk hazard like Puig in your organization, especially if you're trying to build a championship team. Yeah, and I commented saying it's better off trading him, trade him off for two, three prospects, four prospects from other teams. Do a two to a three team trade involving him to get two, three more players. Yeah, do that can do at least you know a third of his ability. You'll still be better off. Well, not only that, but if you got some new young guys. You can start training them into whatever you need them to be. And if you need them to be a spot filler, you know, most of the new guys aren't so drill. I mean, regardless of whatever they did in high school and college or even Little League, you know, when you get to the majors, there are people who've been playing shortstop all their lives who get to the majors and they're told, guess what? You're a third baseman. But I've been, I've been stored, I'm at a shortstop for the last like 20 years of my life. Yeah. And now you're a third baseman. You know, that's not been unheard of. Hell, I'm, Babe Ruth changed his batting stance. You know, things like that do happen in, in baseball a lot. Or, or like uh, with Trout. Trout got his position changed. Um, uh, left field, left center field, field to center field. He's still an outfielder, though. He's still an outfielder, though. Yes, you're right. Uh, they didn't move him to be like a first baseman or anything. That'd just be stupid. The stuff, though, is, though, that the Angels did do. Now, this was last season and the season before was with Mark Trumbull, which is now with the Diamondbacks, which I'll mention that in all trades that happen between our respective teams. Yeah, we, got, we do have to get into the trades. But let's get through uh, uh, last okay. year. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to this. Is that, uh, that uh, so, uh, Trumbull was a first baseman, but since we acquired Pujols, uh, he lost his first baseman job. Yeah. So they turned him to third base. He didn't work out well at third, and he tried, then they put him on the outfield. That shows that, you know, as in Major League Baseball, even though you've played first base, that doesn't mean you'll always be playing first base. You've well, got to adapt to different positions that they that your team needs you in. The other thing is, first base is kind of one of those easier jobs. It, it's up there for right field in terms of, yeah. you're probably not the best fielder, so let's just toss you in right field and just, you know, hope nothing ever goes your direction. 
Uh-huh. And it's kind of in that category where it's like, yeah, if you're the first baseman, the only thing you really have to worry about are line drives that are heading down the baseline. Fine. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to sit there and you're just keep your eye on the ball. Someone will catch it, toss it to you. <laughs> or if the runner makes it to your base or past your base, you just stand there. So it, there, there are certain, those are the two easier jobs on the field. So it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, it's probably because he wasn't all that great of a fielder. And he went to third base, which is a way more important job. And, you know, and didn't, didn't do so well. But I can't imagine that, you know, um, pull host would have been a particularly great third baseman either. You know, well, it's the age. So, it yeah. is, it's the age. Both these guys are, are really good power hitters, and they're not really the best fielders, but they're still really strong players regardless. Yep. All right, then. So, uh, moving on since we're kind of short on time. Uh, these are the trades that happened in our off season and through spring training. Um, Dodgers. I'm just going to go straight up through the month of March. Just so it's not quick. It's quick and everything. Uh, yeah. Your Dodgers traded infielder Justin Sellers to the Cleveland Indians for cash consideration. Gotta love on that. Second, on March the 4th, you guys obtained uh, right-handed pitcher Pedro Bays, outfielder Nick Buss, right-handed pitcher Steven Fife, right-handed pitcher Yami Garcia, and left-handed pitcher Jared Martin to the minor to, to your minor league camp. And reassigned a couple other your uh, pitchers and ca- and other spring training players to your minor league camps. Yeah, uh, well, uh, you gotta like the whole thinking ahead of pitchers. You're just like, you know what? We need. We're always gonna need pitching. Make sure we get some pitchers like to be ready in the next couple of years. Yep, and of course, the, uh, there's been other players that you've uh, that the Dodgers have option to their um, minor league teams in Albuquerque, and uh, Carl Crawford is now reinstated from the paternity list. Huh, well, that's good. So he's back onto your lineup as of two days ago. It's always nice when you know you can get people you know positioned where they need to be. You know, get yeah. them get them off of being uh, injured. You know, once once you know, someone gets off an injury list or gets out of the, the worst, of course, are when they broke a rule and they're on like one of those uh, can't play lists. Um, that that becomes more problematic, problematic. right, Yankees? And so uh, you know that this whole that category where you're like, let's try not to get anyone on that list. You know? Yep. So um, not much, not much big trades happen with the Dodgers this year. I think you guys. Um... We had a good team to begin with. We just needed to get some young blood in there for future uh, usage. Yeah, um, the Angels throughout most of their stuff. They uh, most of their early degree, um, deals they agreed with to terms with uh, certain certain contracts with players that they've had on their roster that were you know up to contract renewal that kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, then in uh, this March, there were um, there was a, a whole bunch of other stuff going on. You know, option players getting people reassigned to minor leagues. Um, there was a recent trade that we did. We traded off uh, our shortstop Andrew Romine, and we acquired a left-handed pitcher from Detroit, Jose Alvarez. Not a bad, not a bad grab, actually. I mean, especially considering. The Angels' need for pitchers. Yep. And Alvarez is a pretty decent pitcher in and of himself. I mean, obviously he doesn't really have the biggest chance to shine being on the... He was Detroit, right? Yep, Detroit. Yeah, who always has kind of up and downs, but they always seem to be kind of middle of the pack more recently. 
Um, they did a little bit better last year, if I recall. But I think this is a good place for him to be for a team that he can really push forward because Angels have so much power hitting and pretty decent uh, fielding, actually. It's just that pitching that always kills them. And then uh, we did one uh, trade. Uh, the Angels traded off, and this was from their minor league players. They traded uh, Mike Socia's son, Matt Socia, to the Chicago Cubs for Wayne Gretzky's son. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea Wayne Gretzky's son was a ball player. Yeah, Trevor Gretzky is a ball player. Huh. It's all those odd ones where, like, you, you know, when you got, like, Mike Socia's son, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, if your dad's Mike Socia, you're probably going to get pushed towards MLB. When your dad's the great one, you know, I just assumed you played ice hockey. <laughs> but I, I could see kind of wanting to avoid that. Going like, you know, my dad was a superstar. Maybe I should just kind of play a different sport so I don't co- get constantly compared to him. And, of course, his dad is known as a great one. So, obviously, you'll have that comparison. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you got, like, the Griffies, you know, and you've had, um, shoot, I can think of a couple other father-son ones for baseball over the years where both players have been pretty good uh shoot and my mind's going blank yeah great baseball trivia failing me of course um but it is one of those things where it, you know being related to another player is not unheard of in baseball um sometimes they're both stars sometimes they're not but because you have so many players in baseball it seems like the kind of place to go you know i I mean, it was one of, it's one of those little things where if, like, but it, you, let me phrase this. You got the father kind of, the guy, the father-son thing, you know, or even brothers who've done the same sport. And this isn't just baseball, it's, you know, football, plenty of examples. But it seems really strange to me whenever I hear about someone who is related to someone from another sport but plays, like, a completely different sport. It'd be like as if, Dale Earnhardt's son, instead of going off to continue doing NASCAR uh, like his dad did, that junior went off to become like a, a a soccer player or something. It'd just be the weirdest thing. You'd be like, really? But his dad drives NASCAR. It's like, yeah, and he chose to play soccer. You'd be like, okay. You know, it'd just be a strange kind of thing. And so hearing about this, you know, on the surface seems strange, and yet on the other hand, seems like the best choice. So you don't get constantly compared to your dad, because that would just drive you up the wall. Yeah. Uh, so let's move. Let's move on. To, to start going on to uh, wrap. To wrap, uh, let's go on and talk about our spring training. Uh, spring training looked pretty solid. Yeah, it did. For both our teams. I just want to say. Um, Compared to last year's spring training, we were for a Cactus League play. The Angels were in last place, and and not such a good winning record last year. Yeah. Dodgers were second to last in the Cactus League, but look at where they where they ended up in National League. Well, even when we got like our our season started, it was just like you could tell we just did not take the Cactus period uh, seriously. Yeah, your Cactus League play was horrible last year, and the first half of the season wasn't all that good either. Yeah, but we had our we had our moments, but we also had injuries and stuff, which really was what held us yeah. back at the beginning of the year. The season was played with injuries. Yeah, it it really feels like like if you're gonna play on the Dodgers. Warning, you will get hurt at some point this year. Yeah. Um, that was compared to last year's uh, last year's Cactus League uh, play. 
first we know how spring training is just a peak of what it is and you can't really tell but this yeah. year's um spring training games get gets me looking a little hopeful on it just a little bit and you know like i said you know they don't use all their stars and everything during this time period either because you want to keep them fresh for opening day and what have you yeah, except maybe for the last uh Last few spring training The last few ones, yeah. They tend to use the full team. They want to get their their players uh, season ready. But um, this year, the Angels are looking pretty strong. We're uh, 17 and 10, just second place in Cactus League play. Yeah, not bad. This is great, you know, which makes me hopeful for a good, uh, strong season this year. I was looking at Boston's uh, standings. They've, they haven't been doing too good considering they're, uh, you know, World Series champions. Yeah. I wonder if they're not taking this particularly seriously either, and they're going to just pull out all the stops once real league starts. Well, I take, well, on my point, this is my point of view, personal point of view, I take spring training games as a way to get players from your farm system, from your minor league teams, and also to show them off to other teams or to see how they're doing. Yeah. So that would- while, while you play your regular season and your starters get injured, you could, you have that, okay, I'll call him up from the minors, pull him up into uh, the majors, he'll, he'll do good. He did good during spring training. Let's see how he does in the majors. Yeah, and, it, and it's good just to get that experience and to help them if, if they're going to have any kind of nerves. You know, you get that ner- you get those out of the way during this time period. going like, hey, you're new, you're a rookie, you're, you know, in our farm system or what have you. Let's get those nerves out of the way by playing a couple of le- a couple of games against you know major league level players and see you know just get that out of your system yep. because the worst thing you can do is like oh hey our pitcher just got injured and we're gonna need an opener and it's your job now Bob and Bob's yeah. like I've only played against minor league people and now you want me to throw against major league batters <laughs> right I can do that. <laughs> You know, you want to get that that dumb part of the dumb part in the brain that says, "I can't do this. I'm not good enough." Out and thrown away and in the trash, um, so that you can actually play properly. And it's also good to, how I mentioned before, to show off the players you have, so that way, if you're scouting players from other people's teams, you can be like, "I want your, I don't know, I want your shortstop. How about I trade you?" Uh, cash consideration plus these two great pharma these two great players I have in our farm system that you see in spring training for this shortstop then some teams can be like all right we get two we get two players for the price of one in cash consideration all right sounds like a good trade yeah there's the advantage of that too for for trading purposes also just in terms of just for the on the fun side of baseball some of these games are played in you know not the major league stadiums. Oh, they're all played in spring training stadiums. Yeah, so that allows people in other regions who might not get to see a major league game to actually watch a sort of major league game. Yep. And so, because I mean, like, think about how much it would drive me crazy if I lived in Oklahoma. You know, I am. I'm seeing no games in Oklahoma. Except for minor league games. Yeah. But at least, well, yeah, it's minor league games, and then if I want to take a crazy drive, I could go to another state to watch baseball. But during this time period, I think there are games in Oklahoma. I'm fairly certain of it. Uh, uh, I think it's mostly Arizona and Florida where they play. Oh, yeah, there's tons of Florida. 
That's like half the games I've been seeing are like Florida games. Well, they're going wherever it's warm. So yeah, Oklahoma probably wasn't my best choice on that one because they're so-so right now. Uh, well, heck, half the country's still frozen right now. Yeah. It's really weird. I was walking and doing, going on my daily walk, and I noticed that there was all the snow had officially melted, and I was like, yay, all the snow has officially melted. We actually ended up getting snow up in Yosemite. I think it snowed every once in a while up there. <laughs> Anyways, moving back to, to baseball spring training sets, so the one I'm worried with, but then again, how we mentioned before, uh, your Dodgers are 6-10 and 10 in Cactus League play. Yeah. This year's Cactus League. But then our first two major league game, you know, first two season games, we ended up winning, and we're going to have a couple games coming up this uh, this next week, and that'll be more of a determinant of where we're at. Yeah. Well, not only that, Cactus League games don't matter because your Dodgers are already two and zero, and Cactus, and for them officially, spring training is over. Yep. Even though these next three games don't count. Yeah, they're like, we've already played two real games. We're just doing this now for funsies. Although, honestly, I hate to admit it, but I feel like those two games shouldn't count either just because they weren't played in America. <laughs> I feel like those should have just been considered part of, like, the spring training games. But I guess they did it kind of in honor of, like, we're in another country. Yay. But it seems weird because the preseason games were still going on and I'm just it's just confusing and weird and I don't know it just bothers me a little bit well that happened to us last year too when the Oakland when the A's and Mariners played in Japan that's that's true they did that as well I guess it's more I guess it's more weird because it happened to my team so my brain is kind of already in the whole like the season start oh wait they have like three more minor games but okay Yes, <laughs> not minor, but you know what I mean. Not well, not counting. The, the Dodgers did when they came back. They came back Monday, Monday night, a oh, Sunday. Came back on Sunday. Yeah. It was Sunday for them, but they came back and flew, and it was still Sunday, even though they. Anyways, time zones. Yeah, I know they're a pain. They had, the last, they had the last three days off: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Off. Yeah. To rest because you know time zones and getting used to that and. No. Plus, Arizona, or not Arizona, uh, Australia is also known uh, for basically having some of the highest rates of skin cancer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't know what time it was specifically over there when they played, but I wonder if both their games were night games. I think well, one of them, I think they both were afternoon games, actually. Hmm. Because that, that's what I've heard from actual Australians, that because they have, uh, like, no ozone over parts of uh, Australia, that basically they have to, like, bathe in uh, sunscreen in order to go out during the day. And so a lot of events and a lot of things just happen at night so that people can actually go out and not, you know, be terrified of the sun. So I was actually curious about that. I'm like, I wonder how much attendance they can actually get if they do a day game. Because, like, how many people... Unless they have, like, a dome stadium, then it doesn't matter. Well, the cricket grounds wasn't a dome stadium. It was open. And yeah. And they just sold out both games. Oh, well, never mind then. Just one of those little curiosities. Yep. So that's how it is. That's how it stands for a quick preview for our season. So far, it looks like um, Dodgers are the... Best in baseball at the moment. Yeah, because we have no competition. 
and uh, the Angels looks looks like they have a strong spring, and hopefully it, we don't get what happened the last two years, where we have a horrible April affecting us. Well, you know what? If they can keep this momentum going, I think it'll do a lot to help them through the first half of the season. Yeah. And like you said, and like I said, you know, you guys got a new pitcher, and you've got I think one or two others over the course of the off season. So we got we got plenty of pitchers now. Hopefully, they can be organized in a way that allows them to actually do their job. Rather, let's hope you have a really strong closer. That's what you need. As long as you have a really strong closer, I think the Angels should be fine. Yep. And hopefully Sosha won't keep, like, reshuffling the deck every few minutes. Then again, we all know that he will. Yeah. It's because he got irradiated at the uh, Springfield Nuclear Power Plant. Yep. That's what gave us super managing powers. Yep. And the ability to reshuffle the deck every few minutes. Yep. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and um, close it off. I want to say the Baseball Tonight, ESPN's uh, baseball show, did their five uh, top 100, 100 players, of players in baseball. Uh, we're going to go over the top five because we don't have uh, time to do top 100. Oh, we could do a whole episode analyzing their top 100 and agreeing or disagreeing. Like, that would just be crazy. Well, we need more than one episode, but you know what I mean. Yeah, so uh, top five. Uh, bottom up or top down? Oh, bottom up. Bottom up. Okay, so we have a uh, starting pitcher for the Seattle Mariners, Felix Hernandez, also known as King Felix. Yeah. Well, Mariners, you know, one of those teams that can either bottom out horribly or, you know, be really strong. I don't know a lot about their pitching staff, but, you know, if if a Mariner is up there, he's got to be one hell of a pitcher. Yeah, he's, he is one of the best pitchers in uh, baseball. Uh, next, we have uh, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates' Andrew McCutcheon. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, Pirates, Pirates did pretty well last year, considering they're the Pirates. Yeah. Then we have number three, uh, the Cy Young Award winner for the National League, Clayton Kershaw. Yep. Good choice. Was was fine with that. Number two, um, which we can talk about more in depth uh, later on, but uh, the Tigers had agreed to a big ticket deal with Cabrera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was today, actually. Um, again, I'll go into more detail with that on our full-on show, uh, but he's ranked number two. Cabrera's a good choice there for number two. Yeah, he's a strong guy. Yeah, and then topping the ranks on the charts is... Uh, Kidfish 20, 27, Mike Trout with the Angels. This this guy is amazingly talented. Just the crazy Spider-Man jumps he does and things like that. Uh, And his hitting is really good, too, actually. He's he's one of those very well-rounded... He he can hit, he can field, he's super fast, really good uh, throwing arm and good accuracy considering how far back he has to usually throw the ball from. And because that's where you get the weird veering off and stuff like that. You know, like I was saying, he's just this super talented guy. And then everything I've heard about him and every time I've seen him interviewed, just really nice, genuine, not much of an ego. You know, just is so happy to be playing baseball. Yep. So, yeah, I I totally agree with him as number one. It's really difficult for me to think of someone currently who is that talented and that enthusiastic and, you know. 
and he's one of those guys who yeah, I made my comment back when he was at the All-Star game as a rookie, and I'm going, you know, he's talking about how much he loves, you know, several players of the Yankees. I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees tried to snipe him. But then the things I hear about how he feels about the Angels is he's so happy being with the Angels. I don't know if he would jump for extra money to go to the Yankees as much as he might like the Yankees because he's so happy being with the Angels. You know, and, and that would be the real test of his character. I actually would be curious to see how, how, how that resulted because... You know, that's that's kind of the test of character. Does this guy, you know, jump for the money or does he stick with the team that makes him happy? Well, we'll see. We'll see in due time how things go. Because as we've learned, players will leave teams just for being, you know, unhappy with the team. That's basically what happened to the Red Sox a couple of years back where, like, half their team went to the Dodgers because they were like, we're miserable. Dodgers want us. Bye. Yeah. You know, and then you get the other guys who are just jerks who are just like, I want the monies. I'm out. You know, and I'm, I'm never... That's it's always the worst indictment of a person's character um, in baseball because it's not like they're being paid chump change. It's not like, well, I'm making like five dollars a game, but these people want to pay me like five million for the season. You know, it's like not usually that big of a gap in difference. It's like, oh, I'm making like three hundred thousand this year, and these people want to pay me five hundred thousand. And well, yeah, that's a nice two hundred thousand extra, but what if it means you have to live in like? Pittsburgh, or what if it means you have to live in, uh, you know, let's think of another terrible place to live, uh, Minnesota or something. Something. Well, they do what the hell some uh, some players do. Where have they have residency in one state? They yeah. live in one state in the off season, and then live at the other state where the team is at. Yeah, but bear in mind, you're gonna have to live in, you know, Cleveland for March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Um, you know, because it's Cleveland Indians, so you know, that's still like over half the year you're spending it in Cleveland. What? And I'm looking. I'm sure there's people from Cleveland to go. Hey, it's really nice here. I know, but you know where it's nicer? Flor the the you know Miami and some of the nicer beach parts of Florida, uh, all along the California coast. Uh, if you're like me and you like the colder weather, Washington and Oregon, along with uh, Boston and most of New England. All those places are, are way better just because, you know, if you're either you're a beach person or you're a chilly weather person, you know, and east or west coast generally pretty good for, for either of those versus, oh, goody, I get to live in Cleveland. Oh, man, I get to be in Kansas City. Woohoo. Yeah. So, yeah. I want to be in that, the crappy Midwest. Not that I've got, Jared. Yeah. Wise. Uh, just one more thing I want to say, but if it happens, how do you feel about baseball's opening day being a national holiday? I would be up for that, honestly. Um, it seems like a strange thing, but it's it's our sport. I mean, I mean, yeah, football's our sport, and basically the Super Bowl is a holiday, but it's on Sunday, so like you know, it's already a day off, anyways, for a lot of people. Um, except for pizza delivery people, it is like the busiest day of the year. Uh, it is one of those cool things. The thing is that like not everyone's into baseball, you know. So there's me people who are gonna be like in Utah, who are gonna be all like, "Why? Why do I get this day off? I don't have. There's no like Salt Lake City, you know." I'm trying to think of a good team for that. Salt Lake City. Uh, Sailors or something. It's a terrible name for a team. Uh, Salt Lakes? No. 
like Frontiersman or or something, something like that. Like, but you know, there, there's no well, you know, like the Utah Jazz because jazz has so much to do with Utah. Um, but you know, it's also on the opposite spectrum. There's people who be like, "Hey, another day off of work, I'll take it." That's true. There are plenty of people. You know, it could be one of those like half holiday yeah. things. Like, you know, like, some places get Martin Luther King Day off, but not everyone gets Martin Luther King Day off. Yeah. If they set it up like that, I guess that would work. Or it's like, well, kids still got to go to school, but, like, you know, some certain jobs are off. It's a choice. You can choose to have this day off. But it would be more of a thing for baseball cities, you know, Boston getting that way, uh, San Francisco getting that way, New York getting that way. Um, getting that way. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, like, like um, Dallas, probably, you know, not Dallas. Uh, t- 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 where do the Rangers play? They don't play in Dallas. They play in... Um, Dallas. No, I don't think they're in Dallas, though. Maybe they're they are. across the way from where the Dallas Cowboys play. Yeah, that's right. They are across the way, yeah, because we made the comment about that. Yeah, you're right. So Dallas getting that way. Uh, probably Minnesota, probably oh. Philadelphia, probably... Um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh would probably get that way. Probably Cincinnati would get that way. Uh, possibly Cleveland, just for an excuse to not have to remember that you live in Cleveland. So I can see places like that getting getting excited about it. While, you know, I live in Oklahoma City. What do I care? You know, I live in uh, 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 Montana. You know, trying to think of a town in Montana. But, you know, I, I, I live in uh, North Dakota, you know. <laughs> what do I care? Hell, not even that crazy far out in a place. I live in Portland, Oregon. What do I care? You know? So that's the only problem with it. Is it it's not, you know, and by the way, if we had teams in, like, every single state, like, we'd have way too many teams. Uh, heck, there's people I know now who do the whole, there's way too many teams in baseball. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of teams, but, you know, it's not like... It doesn't feel massively overwhelming. Nah. It's just the season feels massively overwhelming because it's 160 Yeah, games. that's more of where I think the issue is, I think, for a lot more people. But, you know, if we had, like, 100 teams, if we had 160-some games, like, we'd barely be able to have everyone play everybody. Yep. But then we gave us an excuse to get rid of interleague play, and that would make me happy. So... <laughs> I feel yeah. that, like, Dodger and Angel games should be exhibition games or, like, the series. Those are our two options. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need these unnecessary games because I swear every time the Dodgers pl- Every time I go to a Dodgers-Angels game, the Dodgers lose. I am the bad luck charm for the Freeway Series games. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> So but yeah, yeah it, uh, we got that's s- mostly it. I don't have anything else unless you got anything else to add on there, Jared. You know, not really. It's it's just a lot of excitement and a lot of, yay, our favorite sport is back, so we can actually have some fun with the show again. Yep. Because, you know, we've just been in this drought, and, and I know there's basketball fans who are like, what are you talking about? And, you know, and, yeah, uh, Final Four. Well, you know what? This is our baseball-only topic. This is, the, this is our opening day talk. Yeah, this is, this is our... Uh, our opening day pre pre opening day show, yeah. And so this I've just never been a basketball fan, so you know, so much I can say about the Sweet Sixteen right now. You know, yeah. like oh, Gonzaga's in it. Oh well, way to go, Gonzaga. You know, or 
or whoever else. I chose that name because it sounds funny. I don't know what's happening with UCLA. Yeah. Um, Last I heard they were in Sweet 16. I'm not sure if they made to, you know, the, the 8, whatever they call the 8. Elite 8. Yeah, Elite 8. But, you know, it, there's, there's things like that that, you know, I'm just not really following it. And then I'm kind of curious about the World Cup, but, it, again, I'm not really following that either. And that doesn't really heat up until a little bit later anyways. Yeah, that's not until that's not until um, July when it starts to kick in. Yeah, so. we, we just get a little trickling out news, and it's usually about players I've never heard of. Yeah. Playing a sport I barely care about, but kind of want to try to follow this year. You know, so, so while there is sports going on, it's not... Once football ends and before baseball, it's just this drought for me because I go, well, I don't care about basketball, and hockey I'm always kind of so-so on. I enjoy hockey, but I don't. I enjoy it more when I'm around other friends who like hockey. And frankly, I'm not around any of those friends anymore. So while people in Boston are excited about what the Bruins are doing, I haven't really been paying attention. Plus, I'd rather just go to a Ducks game with friends, like in the old days. Yeah. I mean, granted, if like I had some friends going, like, dude, let's go to a Bruins game, I'd be like, all right, why not? But I always like to go into Ducks games. I don't know something about the Ducks, like. I can't consider myself a big Ducks fan, but I just kind of like to go into Ducks games. I think I was always more of a Kings fan, but, you know, the, the point being that this is, like, when I can get excited about sports again. We have yep. baseball, it's a lot of fun, it's nice, it's one of the best games to listen to on the radio, you know, it, it's just something about it, something about it just feels so nostalgic, and so it's just been a part of my life since, you know, as far back as I can possibly remember, because my mom was a big fan, you know, I was just raised on baseball. And, yep, and then, the you know, at the, near the end of baseball season, we get the beginning of football season, so I get the excitement of the playoffs in one sport and the excitement of the beginning of another sport. But right now, it's just this little nothing lull. It's like, oh, NASCAR's going. Woo, NASCAR. You know? Yeah, well, we had spring training going on, but once again, spring training games, and we really don't pay too much attention to the... It, it's more a point of seeing, you know, oh, how's the roster turning out? And, oh, is anyone still injured? You know, or did anyone get injured during a preseason game, which is always the worst and always pisses me off. Which has happened this off this uh, spring training. It, it happens every spring training cycle, but it, it just still pisses me off every time that it happens. I'm like, guys, don't push yourself that hard or be more careful. This game doesn't count for anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, baseball's back. Can't wait for the season to turn out. Got the positive, and. Um, Best thing is, uh, if uh, we have any of our listeners, our intro fans, uh, hopefully I'll, I'll see you at the game. Uh, I wish I could go. I go to a. I want I wish I could be at Dodgers opening day, and I, I'm not even going to attempt to get tickets for Red Sox opening day. They, they're the. They won the World Series. There's no way I'm getting into that stadium. Heck, I went to, uh, I think, opening day for the Angels after they won the World Series, and the only reason I was capable of doing that is because my uh, I knew someone who had season tickets uh, through their work, and he happened to win the raffle to get the tickets for that game. So, you know, because a bunch of people wanted to go, and they just, you know, drew, drew lots, and I happened to know the person who got the tickets, and I was like, yes, let's go, let's do something day, day game, and I got my little uh, World Series replica ring, and which is in one of my coat pockets as I always tell the story I'm like it's just in one of my random uh, suit jackets I don't know which one and whenever I wear it I go oh my gosh what's this ring doing in my pocket 
and then I put it right back. I've never just like put it anywhere else where it'd be more accessible. Nope, it's a random jacket pocket. Which is weird because I'm like, was I wearing a fancy jacket when I went to that game? And why would I be wearing a fancy jacket when I went to that game? I have no idea what's in that pocket. I have no freaking clue. I don't know if like I had it on a desk and then I, one of the times I was moving, I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose this. So I'll put it in a jacket pocket. Or I would have no idea why I would be wearing a suit in, you know, uh, early April or late March, depending on when the game happened. I'm like, why would I be doing that? I mean, because if I was wearing a... Because I was in college at the time, and I'm like, the only time I ever wore a suit in college is if I had to do a major presentation. I'm like, did I, did I literally go from class to the game? And did I have a major presentation in March? I, I mean, I guess it's midterms, maybe. So I could have had some sort of midterm presentation, but it just seems really odd to me. And I don't know the I don't know the answer. <laughs> so yeah. But yes, Baseball. baseball's on. We're excited, and you know that's well. While we do have some other sports stories to talk about, we can talk about them next week when we get into how all the opening day games have gone. You know. Yep. Sorry, that's fans fun. of other sports, but this is our thing. We're, we began as a baseball show. Well, yeah, technically, yeah, because I think our first episode was actually. Um, First episode was a baseball show. Yeah, because the the first attempt at doing something like this was a post Super Bowl episode of Bizarro Files, and then we're like, hey, we should do this for baseball. And then when baseball started, we've been doing this. So, yeah, for those who haven't been listening to the show from the beginning, baseball. What do you want? <laughs> and, it, and it's always been a major theme. Every time, it's always every. Almost at the end of every show, we always seem to focus more on baseball. What's happening in the off season? Yeah, and spent a good long time talking about baseball. We did even just random, you know, like this, like uh, you know, shooting shoot the crap because we're we're both excited. And Miguel's actually going to the game, so you have to let me know how that went yep. or goes, I guess, because wins would be past tense and it hasn't happened yet. But whatever semantics. Um, but yeah, I think that's about all we got to say. We're both excited. And uh, baseball. <laughs> so until next time, this is Jared from Miguel saying, that's the game. Ozzy and the straw